What is going on, guys? Back in the lunchroom again. I got a special guest with me. I told you about this on Monday. Um, I've got my brother in here with me. Say hi, David. How y'all doing? So uh, he's he's part of the reason why I really like sports. Um, growing up, he was always the nerd, and so I promise you, he knows a lot more about sports uh, than than all three of us do. He may may make us look a little stupid. We're gonna hop right into it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit the NBA first. Uh, Calvin's Mavericks, 108-92 win. Um, over the absolute terrible ran, terrible franchise Pelicans. <laughs> Calvin, what was your takeaway from, from that real quick? Poverty franchise, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, poverty franchise. Uh, we played team basketball against the Pelicans, which it's pretty easy to play team basketball when five guys are on the other team that can't play a lick of defense. So, I mean, that made life pretty easy. And like I said, the Pelicans just went out back. They loaded the shotgun for us. They laid in the dirt, and they just waited for us to pull the trigger. And we were able to do so. It was a good win against, like what Cap said, a very, very incompetent Pelicans team. Um, we're we continue to win ball games, gentlemen. Uh, eight, eight or seven and three to start the season is is a really good look. Uh, I expected us to be good, but I didn't think we'd come out shooting this hot. Uh, if y'all take us back to last season, we struggled out the gate, and it doesn't seem like we're following those same tactics. Um, unfortunately. It was the Pelicans, so still looking for a real test, but it was a good win. I, I can't get away from that. A win is a win, and we, we'll take it. We'll keep moving. You got anything to say, David, about the Mavs? About the Mavs doing well this season? What do you think about Luka? Uh, yeah, you know, the Mavs sit the top of the, uh, the Western Conference, as they should. You know, Luka's probably top three in the game right now. I, mean, I think he can still develop as a player, uh, as a man, personally, kind of growing <laughs> up a bit. But, but yeah, you know, when, when you have him leading your team, you should sit up there. And so beating the Pelicans, especially without B.I., they did what they were supposed to, and, and that was about it. That's my biggest takeaway. Yeah, true. He's, no B.I. They, they, those Pelicans are just hunting nails, I'm telling you. Hey, yeah. hold on. Mike, 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 Mike. Mike. Embarrassing. Yeah. Hey, you, you, you pushed back a little bit on that top three right there. I, I, I don't got nothing. I don't got nothing to say. <laughs> hey, okay. I don't got nothing to say. I don't got nothing to you say. Know, you know we dog Luke on this show. Uh, at least yeah. the two of us do. I mean, Luke didn't, Luke didn't do anything special. He, he was minus two. Oh, whoa, eight. 25, 5, and 5. Let's oh calm gosh, down. I, I don't know about how many. Are those, are those whoa, MVP whoa, numbers, whoa, though, Calvin? Whoa, whoa. Uh, no, compared no, to no, the no, rest no, of the no, league, boy. hell yeah, it is. I mean, no, no, hey. our MVP candidate right now is probably Steph at, what, 28 a game? So I can live with 25? Uh, How about Kevin Durant? That's Brand what I was. That's what I was about uh, to say. Well, wait. You think KD's the MVP candidate over Front Steph? Runner. I think that's a better KD, conversation. KD, I swear, KD drops thirty-eight every night. I watched yeah. Steph drop fifty yesterday. Okay. Hey, bro. Kevin Durant's the the uh, front runner. If you ask me, that's just you really just think so over Steph Curry's on a basketball team, gentlemen. That's the best team in the league at nine and one. Let me remind you of that but, fact, bro. The dude is the dude is averaging twenty-nine point five points a game, bro. Okay, I'll give you that, but listen, doesn't it show you a little bit more though about what Kevin Durant is having to do since he doesn't have the that. best team? James Harden um, has been a ghost. Facts. Listen, we can hop over to the Warriors game. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. We gotta you know, talk we, about that 50 bomb. We said last we said last week, I think it was Mike. We you know, we figured it out, or they said um that we figured out Trey Young or or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like this Hawks team. Uh, they're in trouble. I, mean, I haven't. I don't know. They just, yeah. Four, Calvin, four Utah seven. Jazz took care of them. Yes, well, right. the, the big issue the Hawks have is they brought back the same damn roster. So you're expecting right. to improve from last year, and you went two rounds deep. And, I, I mean, y'all know how I feel about my Jazz. So, obviously, I'm impressed with the way my Jazz mopped up. The, but they, they didn't even compete with my Jazz. You know what I'm saying? Like, outside of the first right. quarter, my Jazz just turned, turned into men and put the boys aside. And, like I said, I don't, I don't want to say – I don't want to say the league's figured out Trey Young, but they like it wasn't a, it, it wasn't a basketball team that could compete with Utah. Like that was that was boys versus men yesterday. There was no doubt right. about that. Yeah, well, I mean, and then obviously you had Curry drop you fifty, so that always helps. Well, well, let's 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 take a step back. Let's realize that they were on the road those last two games playing the top two teams in Max, the West. That's a good take too. They were over. I mean, we were just talking about the Mavs. The Mavs sit behind both Golden State and Utah. Utah and Golden State are complete, especially with uh Clay coming back with a uh, Golden State. What are we expecting? I mean, three years ago when they had that team, they were contending for titles. Right. You know, the last two years they've been ghosts because their best players have been hurt. So let's not act like they're scrubs. Coming out here playing, you know, better than they're supposed to. The Warriors are supposed to be this good. Let's let's 
It's not like it's not. I agree to that. I think with Clay coming back and the pieces you have now with everybody getting to the darker sides, because that's what we got to remember is their three stars are now on the back end of their thirties. So, I mean, this team's not going to be around for five more years. They need to win now. This is very much championship caliber Golden State. They're not thinking about draft picks in that building. I promise you that. Yes and no, but you still have Kuminga. You've got Wiseman who hadn't, who hadn't showed up because he they can't do. ever stay he- uh, healthy. They've got they've got Peyton, Gary Peyton. Uh, y'all, y'all already heard what I said about him, yeah. about his defense. So, I mean, they've got a lot of – and then obviously Jordan Poole, who's been playing phenomenal this year. I mean, out just uh, – you want to talk about a guy that came out of nowhere – I mean, that's well, – so, yes, you, they do have – You have to remember – They do have a lot of, of veteran guys. The guys huh? you described, though, that's not Steph Curry's team. You know what I mean? Right now we're still playing with Steph Curry's team. And if we're going to if we're gonna play with Steph Curry's team, there's no reason we can't win a title. You know what I'm saying? Especially in this NBA. Because oh, right. the, the past – last year, I get it. You know what I mean? Last year they were, they were incompetent plus Steph Curry. This year that's not the case. This is a very talented basketball team. There's no way around that. And like you said mm. on an earlier episode, Calvin, it's like no one's really just stacked. It's no yeah, definite, no big no three. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I I agree with that. Listen, we're gonna I'm I want to get your take on this, Mike, because you said on you said this before uh, before we started recording. Your Lakers pulled out a win. Are yeah. you happy? Are you happy with the win or, or character not? win, baby? Character win. Yeah, I think I think um. I was actually happy with this win. Um, Russell Westbrook was a little bit more off ball, you know, <laughs> 14 assists, only 17 points, and he let AD really just cook and, um, you know, just take over. So I, I was happier with this win and with this rotation. Um, Bazemore only got 14 minutes. Thank ding, you. Ding, ding, ding. Let's, <laughs> let's get him out of here. Love it. DeAndre Jordan with only 11 minutes. Let's get him. Good job. So I called Frank Vogel's phone, and he's finally picking up the phone and getting some of these, getting some of these guys rotated out of there. Um, so yeah, it was a good. Carmelo Anthony coming off the bench, twenty nine points. I was actually happy with this win. Now I'll be happy. He don't even come off the bench anymore. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, with you. he didn't even come off the bench anymore. And and he started. So no, he didn't. But he's getting thirty seven minutes. He got thirty seven minutes. Right. Uh, and and he gets hey, started. Hey, minutes but that all is the something. Time. That's a red flag right there. We cannot have Carmelo Anthony playing thirty seven minutes. I mean, now, if granted, he's plus, thir- plus 13. Well, I give you that, but I mean, like, I, I, do we trust what 36 year old Carmelo Anthony to give us 37 minutes a night for 82 games? That's a, I mean, I think, I think at this point in the season, because LeBron's hurt, because right. the West is so stacked, at this point, you're trying to stack up wins however you can get them. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and if Carmelo is the long term 37 a night, that's obviously not going to work. But if he can do that right now, if he can do it once a week, 37, 37 a night, once a week, you can live with that. I mean, he hasn't played the last two or three years, like seriously. So he he has juice in him left, I think at least. Right. You know, and and like going back to my other point, talk about the Warriors. The West is so, West is solid. Mm, And the Lakers just have to be top six to not have to worry about the playing game, playing tournament. And stacking these wins now is going to help down the road for sure. Well, and the thing that the Lakers will get benefit, like that will benefit them is when by the time Braun starts getting healthy, a lot of these other teams in the West that we don't think are for real will start falling a piece or apart, a.k.a. Sacramento, a.k.a. the Trailblazers, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the Timberwolves. We'll, we'll see those teams start sliding back towards more of mediocrity as the Lakers start to get healthy. And I think that'll benefit the Lakers, too, when they hit full stride will be um, when we're ready to see them run up the table. You know what I'm saying? I think right now it's really about staying afloat. And I think that that win against Charlotte was very much a stay afloat win. It was great to see AD fight through that sickness. Uh, a lot of, you know, the social media crowd was looking for him to dow out of that. Jordan! Game throw the towel in, but. Hey, I, listen. I, I think the, I, I think that Russell Westbrook played halfway decent. That's what uh, he did. I know he was minus 17, but he played halfway. He only turned the whoa, ball whoa, over. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I didn't know that. Well, uh, the, the plus minus works in creative ways when Russell Westbrook is the character uh, on the end of it. He is certainly Correct. a plus minus go- or uh, I guess you could say plus minus unicorn. You know what I'm saying? He puts up a triple double and goes minus 35. That's a hell of a stat. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he was he was minus 17 and he had a triple double yesterday. 14 assists, 12 rebounds, 17 points. You see what I mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it took him it took him 15, 15 <laughs> shots to get there and he shot terrible from the field. He was he was 30 percent. Uh, but again, I mean, if he can get you 14 assists, then it kind of starts to cancel out a little seven turnovers, obviously is too much. 
but maybe some of this stuff is starting to cancel out a bit. I don't know. Here's what I do know is that Baysmore needs to put up more than zero points. No, I don't care he just how needs many to minutes. not play. Not play. He I, cannot okay. play. Healthy scratch. I, I mean, <laughs> yes, he should be getting DMP'd night in and night out. Honestly, for, for cap sakes, they should probably put him on the waiver wire. Nobody would pick him up and you just let the contract sail off into the dust. That's the best okay. solution for Let's say Baysmore. You, you take him out. Who are you putting in there? I don't know the damn towel boy, anybody but Kent Bazemore. Because, come on, fam, the, you brought him in to be a versatile defender on the wing, right? And he's not playing a lick of damn defense this year. He doesn't want to score a point when he's he's taking open threes and putting them into the third row. I mean, I don't have an argument <laughs> to keep playing him. Mike, you watch every Laker game. Tell yeah. me I'm wrong. Uh, he's hey, he's 100% right. Thank you. Get him out of here. Stop <laughs> wasting roster spots. There's somebody in the G League that wants to at least hustle. Get Kent Bazemore out of here. <laughs> Mac McClung from Texas Tech. New York streets. Mac McClung from Texas Tech. There you go. Hustling in the G League. We're looking for right. some NBA. I'd rather roll those dice than Ken Baysmore in this excusive effort. Coming <laughs> real quick. I want to get a take on everybody. Do we have any belief in what these guys are saying about the ball? Y'all think the ball changes is affecting these shooting numbers any? No. You don't, nah, think, I don't so? think so? I saw Damian Lillard do his complaining about the refs again, and I saw Twitter defending him with the excuse that the ball changed, the ball changed. What do we think about that? And You're a professional cool. basketball player. <laughs> hey, is Steph making them? Is Steph still making them? Uh, yeah, shoot, what, 41% from downtown? He's doing all right. It, it don't matter. It don't matter. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I disagree. I, think, I, I don't think that makes a difference. I mean, they're professional um, – basketball players they go out there one job that's to put the ball in the hoop so right figure it out I mean I don't I don't really have uh, any sympathy for it here I'm, I'm going to transition over to one more one more topic in the NBA here uh, I've got to give some love and I don't want to but the Clippers y'all say it with no. me uh, no love huh still not there yet still not there yet no, he's not. No, they're not. They're, okay, listen. They're six and four. They've won. They've won a couple of games in a row. Um, I'm not a. I'm still not on the Paul George bandwagon just yet. I mean, again, I know he's dropping decent numbers. He's dropping 25 points a game. Um, he's in the plus tens in, in pretty much every game. Seven assists, nine rebounds, 24 points uh, against the Trailblazers yesterday, last night. I mean, obviously, Calvin, I already know what you're going to say, Michael. What do you say? Um, I mean, he is number five in scoring in the league. So, I mean, got to give him some props there. His field goal percentage, 45.8. Ooh, shoot so, I mean, for me, Paul George. Yeah, I mean, he's looking, he's looking, he's looking pretty good, but I, I don't know. I don't see him in the, in the MVP conversation just yet. Cause his problem is consistency. We know that from the years past. So we'll right. see. We'll see. It's, it's basically just the waiting game with that one, but I don't, I don't have much confidence if I'm being honest here. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, don't you worry about these two gentlemen. They are sipping on their favorite elixir, and that is Haterade. They are just sipping on it. They are taking a bath in it, enjoying the koozie full of Haterade. Paul George, 20, 27 points, eight rebounds, five assists. I can't ask for much more. He's got these Clippers winning games. He's playing great on both ends of the floor. He's bringing all of their energy. Uh, I, the inconsistency, Paul George is going to fix that this season, gentlemen, because he knows he's got to be a grown man, and he knows all the pressure is on him. If Paul George doesn't perform this season, the Clippers are going to think about blowing up that project, and Paul George knows this is his last chance at something besides a trip to Oklahoma City or Charlotte, so he's going to do everything he can to make this work, and I promise you all, uh, buy your stock now. We're going all the way to the final three. We'll be an what? MVP candidate all the way. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> now we're done spewing nonsense on this show. That's kind of ridiculous, there, guy. It was like that was too many. Hey, no, he'll he'll crap. stay he'll stay in it. Don't y'all worry. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna transition here uh, to to my favorite sport by far, uh, college football. The rankings just came out yesterday, last night. Um, I was a little bit surprised by him. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I did. Oh I definitely. God, terrible. I, you know, last week I, I said that I agreed with the top four. Uh, I definitely do not agree with the top four. Um, I shouldn't have, and I definitely don't anymore. Here's my one takeaway from the rankings. First off, how the hell is Oklahoma still ranked number eight? That's, that's my first thing. They're nine and oh, and it's a power five team, and they're still ranked number eight. That's number one. Number two, they've so. For those of you who don't know, uh, the top four is Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. So obviously, Oregon was in Oregon was in the top four uh, last week. Uh, they were number four, and then Michigan State lost to Purdue, and so they kind of just moved everybody up, and then stuck Michigan State there at number seven. 
So they have Oregon ahead of, of Ohio State because they beat them head-to-head. -head. Even though Oregon lost to a terrible, terrible Stanford team, they still have Oregon ahead of Ohio State. What doesn't make sense to me is why is Michigan still ahead of Michigan State then? Ding, because Michigan, ding, sta ding. Michigan State beat them head-on. And honestly, Michigan State's loss to Purdue, which, by the way, Purdue is now ranked 19. Their loss to Purdue was a better, quote-unquote, better loss than Oregon's loss to Stanford. Well, did you hear what the committee said about that, too? No, I didn't. I, didn't, I wasn't paying any attention to it. Because, one, listen, once I saw the top four, um, I kind of just didn't want to listen to any. Because, I mean, it's, it's a joke at this point. I, I just want to know what the criteria is for, for top four and then top eight. Is Honestly, I, I don't understand. What has Michigan done besides lose to Michigan State? Nothing. I, they haven't beaten a top 10 team. They Listen, if, if they finish out the year, their last game of the year is Ohio State, right, that big rivalry, that will, be, that will be their second game playing a ranked opponent. They have a very good chance of going 0, for, go, going 0 and 2 against ranked opponents. Why are you top six? And I, I, I don't get it. The Michigan-Michigan State argument is – I just think it's stupid because literally, what, 12 days ago, we watched them, well, 13 days ago now, we watched them play. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, when we're looking at the same record, I think this is a very easy solution when we're not talking about an early season matchup. They played literally 13 days ago. Like, if that's not a tiebreaker for you, I don't know what is. They literally played each other, and you're going to rank the winner of that game below the loser. That just I, that doesn't sit with me. It makes me feel like we're dealing with idiots. It's either It's either that or don't put – I mean, just make it the same. Don't put Oregon ahead of Ohio State and then put Michigan ahead ding, of Michigan ding, State. It doesn't make ding. any sense. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I still don't understand. I, I don't I, I don't understand why Michigan has been ranked so high this entire year. Again, they haven't played anybody. They played a good Nebraska team, which, by the way, is a whole lot better than their record shows. They're three and six. They're a whole lot better than what their record shows. But, like, even, football, even, yeah. even this, this was even the thing, was uh, Nebraska played Ohio State this last week. Okay, people were saying it was a great win for Ohio State, but then they turn around and say it was a bad win for Oklahoma. <laughs> like this, the same people who were in charge of this stuff are saying that kind of stuff. So I, I just don't understand what the what the criteria is for ranking these teams, I guess. Here's what I do know. Georgia is obviously the number one team in the country. Talk to us about Cincinnati, Kath. Uh, here, real quick. Let me give you my top ten. I want to give you my top ten, and then you'll see okay. exactly what I think about what exactly what I think about Cincinnati. So I got Georgia at one, Alabama at two. I agree. I'm pretty, pretty sure everybody agrees with that. Right. Uh, then I've got Ohio State at three. I've got Oklahoma at four. Big shocker. Uh, I've got Oregon at five, Michigan State at six, Cincinnati at seven, Michigan at eight, um, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State at nine, and then I've got Texas A&M at ten. So I don't even have – I don't even like – I don't like anything that Notre Dame's done. Uh, if, and then if that's the case, I don't like anything that Cincinnati has done either. Uh, I, I just put up, I, I just put them up that high because they're undefeated. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, y'all, we've all played sports here. Winning games is difficult. I mean, regardless of who it's against, that's why we see upsets every week because winning football games is very difficult. And and if you're telling me that you're putting Oklahoma, a nine and zero Oklahoma team, at number eight, behind behind pretty behind Michigan and Michigan State who both have lost a game, and Michigan State's went, loss was terrible, behind Oregon, who lost to an unranked team, who's now also, I think, three and six, who's terrible. Stanford is terrible. And then an well, Alabama team who lost to a and I just don't under – I don't think that you have to put all the 9-0 and people up front, but at the end of the day, they're putting them behind teams that have lost bad, bad games. And Oklahoma, they may not have played well against Kansas or – or whoever else is, but, but at the end of the day, they walked out of there with the W. So that's when the all issue Oklahoma is going to have now is that the committee has set a precedent of, they are not better than these other teams. So if Oklahoma has any notch on the resume, they are completely finished. So now not only do they have to win out, they have to do it. So in style, because any knock on the resume, and we can, we know this committee's finished with them. So we need them to not only win the rest of their regular season games, win their conference championship as well. And I think that's, it's, it's not fair that, that we're going to ask them more than these other teams when even when they lose, you can still stack them up against these other teams. And it's just it, – it's, it's the same year – or new year, same garbage. You know what it is. That's just, I mean, that's, and that's the same thing, the same argument that's made for Cincinnati. Look, Oklahoma plays Baylor this weekend. They're ranked number 13. Just came off a loss to TCU. 
Yeah, it just came off a loss to TCU. Um, they play Iowa State, who beat Oklahoma State, who is now ranked 10. And then they finished the year off with Oklahoma State. So if they went out and they are not in the top four and they win the conference championship and they're not in the top four, it's I don't know. It's I, insane. It's criminal. I will never, I will never understand because the Big 12 is better than the Pac 12. I don't care if Oregon goes on and wins the Pac 12. You know why I don't care? Because they lost to a terrible Stanford team. Terrible. And yeah. that's, that's their one knock. And the same thing for Cincinnati. I don't like what Cincinnati has done, but here's what I will say they've won every single game, regardless. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the committee is not putting it to where, like, it's out of Cincinnati's control. Like, they, yeah. they could, they could win out and they still have to be hopeful that Oregon, Ohio State, or Alabama loses, which, by the way, is very realistic. Yeah, hey, Bama's got to go to Georgia. Mercedes-Benz Mercedes is in Georgia. They're going to have to go to the heart of Atlanta to play a SEC championship game, which is no easy task because these Georgia Bulldogs are for real. Yeah, and, yeah we, could, we could see I Ohio think, State just lose, too, think, by the way. I think the Georgia situation, if Georgia loses to Alabama, it gets worse for Cincinnati. Because I think if you put another one-loss team in the mix, then it's just like, holy hell, somebody else has got to go home. Well, if you, if, listen, if Alabama beats Georgia, then Alabama and it's Georgia the lock both at deserve, one, yeah. Both of them both, are locks. Right, correct. Both of them deserve to be in. Now, if Alabama loses a close game to Georgia, they've got two losses on the year, and that loss looks a whole lot better now because a and is ding. playing out of their mind. So, so – you, there's gonna, you could absolutely make a case for Alabama to be in the top four. Do I think you should put a two-loss team in there? No, absolutely not. I don't. I don't think you should. But at the same time, Kyle Field down there in College Station is one of the toughest places to play at in the country. But uh, and, also, if you have, we got to look at it this way too. If they do lose to Georgia, it's there's no way we're gonna say whoever we put in over Alabama is a better football team than Alabama. Which is gonna suck, but at the end of the day, when you lose two lot, when you lose two games, that's what you get, and that that'll be the situation. Alabama and it'll make everybody feel real awkward leaving Nick Saban out the mix. That's why in the SEC, it's very you have to win every game that you can win up until the SEC championship game, because even if you lose it, that's still not that big of a loss. Like if yeah. if Alabama if Alabama is undefeated right now, it doesn't matter what happens, what happens to Georgia or Alabama. Yeah, you're both just playing for the one seed. In. Yeah, right. So. I, I, I don't like the rankings. I would love for there to – I would love for them to expand it, 8 or 12. Give the first – I mean, if you do 12, give the first four teams a bye week. Take out a game where you, where Alabama plays St. Mary's of the Blinds. Give them the money. Do whatever. I don't care. That <laughs> game is not important to Alabama or the college football committee. So take that game out and just add these games in. Uh, but then make it to where if you win your conference if – you, if you win your Power 5 conference – you get to get in. That's five. And then and then that gives you a lot of spots to be able to put these group of five teams like a Cincinnati uh, or, or like an SMU was at one point in the year and, and so on and so forth. So I would like to see an eight or 12 expansion, but and, and I don't understand why they don't do it. That's more money for them. So I don't understand why like why this is not ever, ever really talked about with them at all. Uh, but uh, I heard your top 10 and it sounded like uh, you forgot about UTSA in there, huh? Yeah, I'm surprised UTSA is ranked. That's a joke, man, Calvin. You're a joke. No, I, I, they weren't, they weren't ranked last week. Uh, I know. And they can be. I, I mean, they're nine and zero. They're undefeated. Uh, but again, they don't, they don't really play. They Let's played say, Illinois. They beat Illinois. In Illinois. Damn. Okay. Who the hell was Illinois beat? Penn State, who's unranked now. <laughs> so what though they went into a big as a as a conference usa team they went to a big 10 school got paid to whoop whoop up on illinois that's like us going to beat okay illinois. that is a true point i didn't that's think like, about that they got played. university of north texas us going to beat illinois yeah they they did get paid pretty nice to whoop that i i didn't think about that <laughs> listen and here's another thing with those smaller schools just to touch on cincinnati specifically when they built their schedule five, ten years ago, exactly. and they had Notre Dame and Indiana on their schedule, first of all, they did it for a check. Let's let's be, <laughs> let's be straight. They did it for their money. But once they realized, oh, shoot, we could actually win these games. Indiana last year, Indiana was supposed to be pretty good this year. Right. And it, it, it's not Cincinnati's fault that they haven't been very good. So, well, yes, I understand that Cincinnati's kind of fallen short these last couple weeks, beating teams that should have, specifically Tulsa. Tulsa should have won that game. Yep. Tulsa had 
what seven opportunities and Navy within, within the five yard line to win, yeah. and they didn't. They, they wanted to lose, you know. I mean, it, that's sure. how it goes. But Bashar Gillespie, shout out to him. <laughs> but that's not Cincinnati's fault, and so you can't fault Cincinnati for any of the problems. You can't fault them for their schedule. You can't fault them for other teams not taking advantage of opportunities. Since, like you said, Cincinnati is nine and zero, and at the end of the day, that has to count for something. I agree. No, and, and I, I, I do agree. You have to go to eight or twelve. If you go to twelve, every conference winner, even the MAC, even the Sun Belt, all oh, of them. Whoa! The MAC and the yes. Sun Belt playing playoff games. Whoa! That's a lot of revenue for them to get blown out by thirty-five points. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what though? Look at look at look at the FCS. They do it every year. And guess what? That's where some of the best games come from because fair, teams you never heard of. Beat teams that they shouldn't beat. Now, do they lose the next round? Probably. It's just like college basketball. You know, ACU had no business beating Texas last year. Okay. Had no business. But they did it. And guess what? They got notoriety. Texas got crapped on like they should have. What was the other one last year? But um, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, don't lie. When when March Madness comes around, we're not watching the 1 versus 16 game unless ESPN tells us it's on upset alert. Sure, but I'm not. But let's be honest. I, is the one sixteen in football? Is that the one that we're all worried about? No. That's fair. That's fair. It's the it's the six. You know, whatever six yeah. seven. It's those two teams that are like, oh crap. I mean, some of the, some of these teams can do damage. Some of these teams, even if they don't win, could knock out an Alabama. Could knock out a whatever, and they could do. Well, that. That's the good. And that's the great thing. It is it, it is football, and that's the same thing with the NFL playoff. It's any given Saturday. It could be your day, and you never know. So I, I do think the field of twelve gives us that possibility. Here's I'm I'm actually glad that David brought that up because um, and I meant to say this five five six years ago when Cincinnati made their schedule they had no idea that they would be this yeah good. that's a really good so point. you can't necessarily fault them for this now yeah and and you can't say well you should schedule harder people yes and no I mean <laughs> if, if they want to uh, they can't do that really I mean they're five like I said they're five years ahead of whatever they're playing so um, all they can do all that they can control is that they win the football games that they should. Um, and they've done that so far. So, listen, I think that I, – I really do think that Cincinnati could get into the playoffs. Um, I, I don't I don't know if Oregon is going to get in there. And I, like I said, Michigan plays Ohio State at the very end of the year. So, listen, there's still three, four weeks left. Here's what I will say, though. If it was 12, let's just say that it was 12, um, and, and that we take the current rankings that we have right now, you've got, you would have Georgia playing Wake Forest, and then you would have Alabama – playing Texas A&M. Yeah. It's, inter- it's interesting because, Al- because A&M is 7-2. and two, They're ranked number 11. They've already shown that they could beat Alabama. Now, could they beat Alabama in Alabama? I don't know. I think that they had a lot, a lot of that, that well, and let's remember, that they had out there. Name the last person who beat Nick Saban twice in the same year. Well, right, exactly. Uh, that's that's not, a tall task. It's not going to be Jimbo Fisher. Uh, <laughs> but listen, I want to I want to transition it a little bit here. Uh, so we do have a, a lot of people out here that uh, in Lubbock that listen to this podcast. Uh, so I do want to touch on our head coach signing. So we his, his name is Joey McGuire. He's assistant coach at Baylor. He was the assistant coach at Baylor. Uh, he also the linebackers linebackers coach there as well. I um, mean, coach at Cedar Hill. So if you're from the Dallas area, you definitely know about Cedar Hill football. Uh, and, and now he's here. And let me tell you something, fellas. Before he stepped foot on campus, he had already had three commits and had had re-offered two or three guys and then offered another four or five, I think is what it was. And I'm telling you, I come on Twitter every 15 minutes, and I I swear there's somebody new that has an offer who's a three, four-star recruit, especially on the defense side of the football. Um, If you're a Tech fan, you should be very excited about this guy. You should be very excited about – the energy that he's about to bring. Uh, I mean, we, I was at the basketball game yesterday, me and David both were, and he came out and talked at halftime and he is electric. I mean, he got everybody in there now drunk college kids. They'll cheer for anything, but I mean, he, he got everybody in that stadium uh, just, just absolutely fired up. I can't wait to see what he's going to do. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing who he's going to, who he's going to hire the linebackers coach uh, for the Detroit lions. Is it the lions? Yeah, Panthers. Or Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers. Uh, the linebackers coach for the Panthers is is supposedly supposed to be uh, – is going to be our defensive coordinator. Um, and then, obviously, the offensive coordinator position. We may stick with the same uh, Sonny Cumbie or go elsewhere. I don't know. Uh, but that probably – that decision probably won't be made until 
mm, probably the end of the year, I'd imagine, uh, just because they're, I mean, if, if you're taking another coordinator away from another team, especially during bowl season, NFL season, or whatever, that usually doesn't happen. So, uh, but like I said, man, if you're a tech fan, you should be really excited. I mean, we're turning this thing around. Uh, he said everything right in the press conference. He said everything right. Uh, every interview that he's had, he's just engulfed the culture out here in Lubbock. Uh, obviously, me and David know exactly what that is. Some people don't. Uh, but but listen, the biggest thing out here in Lubbock is loyalty. Uh, and and I mean, he said in his press conference, he wants to die in Lubbock, Texas. He wants to die a Red Raider. So uh, I can't stress it enough. You should be excited if you are a tech fan for sure. Now, we're going to be done talking about college football. You better believe I'm going to be talking about it on Friday, too, uh, because there's going to be some news. Oh, by the way, before we get off this, Deion Sanders apparently is in the running for the TCU job. That's a good um, right there. Shout that's, out to prime time. That's a little awkward, and it's weird because he's got his own Under Armour line, and TCU is owned by or is sponsored by Nike. You may not think that's a big deal. Oh, it's a big uh, deal. Oh, yeah. But it millions, is a Millions. Deal. Well, and let me tell you. Uh, and also, you, hold on. Hold on. Pause. Nike, TCU is one of the few, uh, like the Nike elite schools that just absolutely get poured with Nike stuff. David's shaking his head right here. What's the problem with that? It it didn't matter. You act like there ain't enough boosters out there to, to pay off Nike, their amount of money that they're owed. And go to Under Armour? And go to Under Armour. Yeah, no, they will do that. No. no. Yes, they will. Okay. You think they buy out that contract? It's got to be want, 70 mil. If they want Prime that much, y'all, they're a private school. They got, true, they got donors true. left and right. They live in, they, they live in you know, Fort Worth, Dallas. Let's, let's be honest. But okay, pause. Hold on. pause. Hold on. Pause. Let me pause. see if I can't find the contract. Y'all keep talking. I'm going to see if I can't Google it real quick. It's not even the fact that and, – and I know this because I, I was – I mean, obviously, I played high school football, and I was around a lot of guys that – uh, that were getting, you know, heavily recruited by big-time Division One programs. Be, ha, going to a school sponsored by Nike, especially the the at the level of TCU, is a big deal for recruits. Uh, listen, I would say for Texas Tech, part of the reason why we can't get some of our recruits is not because we're in Lubbock, Texas. A lot of it is because we don't have a winning culture for football. But I think a lot of it absolutely, especially in football, is that we're sponsored by Under Armour. A lot of people don't talk about it. Listen, I've talked with I've talked with a ton of guys uh, who who currently play in the in, or in the uh, in college football right now. They love whenever their their teams are sponsored by Nike and Jordan. I, I promise you, that's a whole lot more appealing than Under Armour. Yeah, sure, but that's not at the end of the day. They can't be end all be all for a lot of these guys. Well, and if I'll it is, you, I don't want the. If it I, is, I don't want that clown coming to my school anyways. That we're sponsored by <laughs> Under Armour. If, if you're worried that you you don't have a swoosh on your chest, get out of here. We don't want you anyways. However, at the end of the day. Look at our basketball team. Look at our baseball team. You think those clowns are, are, are worried that we're sponsored by Under Armour? It's, no, it's, because we win basketball games and we win baseball games. Yes and no. It's different, though, because it, Under Armour does not have the market in, in football like it does in basketball and in, uh, oh, in it, baseball. It's worse It's worse in basketball, in my opinion. They have Steph Curry. They have Steph Curry and Joel Embiid. And, baseball and, and, is and, definitely Under Armour, too. That's a stamp one. Okay, I'm not worried about baseball because they don't have money. Look at football. <laughs> Name me an NFL besides Cam Newton. Thomas Brady. Okay, does he make shoes? <laughs> does he ever sell any kind of line? Does he have any? No, but you know, but listen, but you know what does though in football though? Listen, Nike has has absolutely taken over, taken control of 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 the cleat market and the apparel or apparel market in football and especially in college football. And listen, listen. It's gotten to a point where it's not even close anymore. Like not just to wrap up the whole the whole prime situation in uh, Fort Worth at TCU. If they want him bad enough, they'll work out the whole Under Armour Nike situation. Got to um, now. Do I think he's the right coach for TCU? Coming from Gary Patterson, personally, I don't think so. They couldn't be two opposite of coaches, in my opinion, <laughs> but. You know, if they want them that bad money talks and they'll pay out Nike, Nike will go their separate ways. Nike and TCU will. And, you know, TCU will have Prime as their coach. Hey, but know? I thought Prime was on like a mission. I thought he was doing like, I thought he was trying to like raise the HBCU awareness that he just already accomplished that. Or was, 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 that, uh, was that microphone uh, talk? Like, I, I thought he again, had some money commitment. Talk. Let's be, 
Like money talks. If if his if his uh, salary is tripled going to TCU, which it probably would. Again, yeah, money guess, talks. That's true. Going to the Big Twelve, I, I can see it. Again, do I think he's the right guy? No, I don't either. I, I don't think he's the right guy either. That's that's besides the point. That's that's not for me to decide. That's for TCU and their guys to decide. Whoever it is, cap, whoever though, he'll be a damn good recruiter. He'll be able to sign some names. Oh, There's no course, way around that. Of course, Absolutely. sure, but he, he, even he, even at Jackson State, it's not like they're you know beating the brace off everybody. They're yeah. losing some games. True, they're winning some close ones to some people I've never heard of. So you can recruit <laughs> all you want, but if you can't develop, look at Texas. I mean, yeah. I can sell oh, my soapbox for, for this forever. If you can recruit, <laughs> but you can't develop, you're not going to win. Yeah, and now, now I mean, they've got a monkey on the loose over there in UT. They've got a coach who's dating a stripper. I mean, you you cannot make up a better story for what's going on. Hey, isn't Austin, it Texas crazy right how now. everyone behaves with Nick Saban? Like, isn't it crazy how everyone, when they stand next to Nick Saban, looks so good, and the moment they get away from him, it's like, was he doing that before? Are, right. are we sure that's the same <laughs> guy? Yeah. Uh, Nick, Saban, Nick Saban – he shells out a ton of money to make sure all that stuff gets kept quiet. Yeah, yeah. He'd be he'd be damned he'd be damned if uh if if somebody if it got out that he had a monkey on the loose. Uh right. <laughs> but uh anyways, listen, we're, I'm gonna wrap it up. I will say this one thing about TCU. I hope that they play Chandler Morris again this next week. They should. He threw for almost 500 yards. Uh Highland Park product played against him in high school a couple of times. He's the truth, I promise you. Um, uh, Kath, anyways, can we shout at him? Maybe see if you want to insert on the show. Uh, that's an off the scene topic. Carry on. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, we're going to go over the NFL. I'm going to throw it over to you, Kellen. I want you to say anything about news. I mean, obviously, OBJ, some other stuff. Um, and then do not mention Dalvin Cook, or I will, I will leave from the call. <laughs> All right. So touching very tenderly around our NFL news, we really just got to start with the big headline. Um, for the first time in a long time, our news cycle is being dominated by Odell Beckham Jr. And he is uh, he's cleared waivers. That's good news for Odell. He's officially a free agent, gentlemen. And it sounds like he's down to three teams, and his list includes Mike Saints. I know Mike oh, is excited oh. about that. He is Come loving to hear that. Yes, sir. He wants him <laughs> back to LSU. Uh, the, the other one, apparently the Kansas City Chiefs are on his list. Uh, I guess he wants to go get himself into the tire fire that is Kansas City. Um, shout out. I don't get it. Hey, OBJ is exactly what they need to make that locker room even more messy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Bring him in and we can have reality star with the Kansas City Chiefs. We can get OBJ and Jackson Mahomes a locker and they'll be destroyed in no time. And then our, <laughs> our third and final team on OBJ's roster is the Green Bay Packers. He's got some love for Devontae Adams. And he really, the issue with the Green Bay Packers is the Green Bay Packers are going to offer him absolutely no money. He's going to have to sign the minimum. Um, Green Bay is as cheap as they come. They're trying to hold out to pay Devontae Adams a King's ransom. So it looks like he's going to have to take a low ball if he goes to the Packers. I really don't get why the Saints don't land him. Um, Mike, if your Saints don't land him, I'm going to be disappointed. You got the most money. You got the best reason. Um, mm -hmm. These other two teams have, between vaccine and actual problems, they have issues, and the Saints don't. They need a receiver. I think OBJ should choose New Orleans. But like I said, I, I can't go inside of his head. I can't tell you anything more than I know. Our only problem is we our, our QB situation is kind of uh, up yeah, in the that, air. That is, that is definitely true. But at the same time, I feel like that's a better situation to be in than uh, fighting it out with uh, the dogs in Kansas City's locker room. <laughs> well, you know, it's old boy Tyron Matthews up there. So maybe. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. We, we can have some fake LSU love later. We just heard that his boy DK Metcalf wanted him, and that immediately got them ruled off the list. So I don't know if he's looking for <laughs> I mean, his favorites. If you're a receiver, why would you not want to go to Kansas City well, on, a, on a half-year deal? I get the whole, like, locker room, whatever. Their defense is horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They turn it over, whatever. Pat Mahomes is still Pat Mahomes. And last time yeah. I checked, is he? I would take him number one over any quarterback <laughs> in the league. I would, personally. Um, and so, like as a receiver, if you're going to play half a season with somewhere, why would you not go to Pat? Why not? Too many mouths to feed. In oh, wait. Okay, so, in New, so what, in New Orleans, I'm going to get 14 targets a game. In Kansas Facts. City, I'm going to get 14 targets a season. So, okay, so you'll get 14 targets a game, and then you'll be out week one of the playoffs because I ain't making it. Well, that's, that's fair. So, wait, who's you not making your money on Kansas City? Making the playoff? Hey, who's hey, not making the playoffs? Let's pull the alarm. I can't agree with that one. The who's not making the playoffs? City is not a money banker. I would, I, I'll take the shaky charges over those rough Chiefs right now. I wouldn't do that one either. Mike, defend your Saints. What you got, bro? For that? Who's not? Who's not making the playoffs? Tell okay, me why you it. going. Tell me why you going, bro. We're going to the play because we can. My favorite thing. 
we can defend, bro. Thank we can you. play great defense, man. This defense is nothing to be played with, man. Y'all are so, y'all. Hey, just want to let you know, y'all are y'all opened up at a minus three against uh, Tennessee. By the way, just throwing that out there. Hey, Tennessee, bro, hey. bro, stop with the Tennessee love. Actually, you know what? I'll do it right here, Mike. I'll get my money working too. I get a hundred and fifty dollars this weekend on the New Orleans Saints, not only to cover <laughs> to win the damn football game, to win here's the, the damn the, football game. Here's the problem with New Orleans. There's a couple problems, and I'm not I'm not being a hater. I'm just I'm just calling it how I see it. Jameis has been playing really well for Jameis. I was really excited yeah. for Jameis. Right now, Jameis ain't there. So, <laughs> so who you got? You got Trevor Simeon. That's right. tough. That's hard. That's really hard. Hey, I mean, he's not a terrible. White okay. He might not be terrible, but all we need him to do is manage the game because our defense can win hey, us games. We saw, but, we saw but here's the problem, though. You have to score points, though. If your defense gives up 10 or 12 a game, 13 a game, and your offense can only score seven, like, look, well, fam, check here's this. my pro- If they can bag OBJ, they're going to open the run game up. Like, they're not respected at all. They can play everyone with eight in the box. If they can add a receiver, and now granted, OBJ, now in Cleveland, he was shaky, right? At the end of the day, he's still a name. Somebody has to guard him. And at the end of the day, he's OBJ. So DBs are at least two of them looking his way, especially on, on that same look, look, go, go ahead and look at, look at the Saints record, right? Five and three, right? I believe. Right. Who are their three losses? Look at, uh, look at them. The Panthers, the Giants, and the Falcons. What what are their what is their combined record? They've got to be combined seven wins. But look at our seven. Wins. No, but so look what? at our wins. Look at I, our I, wins. Yes, that what that tells me. But hey, what let's that talk tells about me the though. losses though, because you acting like they got absolutely the barn doors ran off of those in those three games. Granted, they played Carolina when Carolina was competent at the beginning of the season. They right. absolutely pissed the Giants game away. There's no way around that. I know Mike. Who's Mike, hey, hey, who's, who's Carolina? Who's Carolina's quarterback? Okay, Sam Darnold. Yeah, I mean, what do you? What, what are you going to say about Sam Darnold? You're, you're going to say that he's top 20 quarterback in the NFL right <laughs> I now? I won't give you no, that. Miss, no, 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 but... no. Miss, miss me with that. Hold on. Pause, pause, pause. Because I'm, I'm actually right there with right there with David. Yes. Will Odell open up the offense? Absolutely. Yes. yes absolutely. But Odell still has to – he whenever he was with – whenever he was with the Browns, he, he was targeted. Targeted what sixty something times and came down with thirty of the balls. Well, because the granted, boy scout playing quarterback was shaking his boots and, in the back. And, and, and Cat, is, is Trevor Simeon? I know you. I know you agree with that. Yes, but 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 my point is is Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Trevor Simeon. Ooh. Hey, but I also know that Trevor Simeon and Baker Mayfield and names. Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield. Yes, yes, and no. But Baker Mayfield can make but way better decisions. Than Trevor Simeon can, and here's I mean, the Trevor thing: Trevor Simeon why, had a positive. He has a positive career record. I mean, he's not abs- a bad. Absolutely, I don't think. Listen, but what? Here's my point: is the offense that Odell wants to play in, and then the offense that you can run with Trevor Simeon is not the same. You cannot that, make that guy. That I can give you that. You cannot make Trevor Simeon sit in the pocket for four or five seconds, look off the look off a safety, so he <laughs> so they don't double Odell, and then throw a perfect ball. You can't. Listen, right. what's his name? Baker couldn't even do it. Trevor Simeon definitely can't do it. That's why so, I said yeah. that's our only problem is our QB situation. But that's I'm a ta- big problem. Hey, and, whoa, whoa. And, and your defense, your defense has been playing solid. But going back, going back to these games, 27 to the Falcons, uh, 27 to the Bucks. That's pretty standard. 22 to Washington in a backup quarterback. 27 to the Giants. Like, they're just inconsistent. They're shaky. Right. I don't, I don't know but, how to feel about the Saints. Okay. And if I'm Odell – is that really where I want to go if I can go to two other contenders? In my no, bro, I'm telling you, I would not put – if I'm Odell and I'm looking at stable situations, there's no way in hell you can tell me the Kansas City locker room is anywhere remotely close to as stable as the New Orleans locker room with a backup quarterback. I guarantee no, locker room, locker room, locker room is not even a conversation with Kansas City, though. It's never, it's never been a conversation. Why? Because you have the best coach in the NFL right now, Andy Reid. I'm sorry, he's, a, he's one of the top – He's a top, oh, he's a top three coach put, in the NFL. I'll give you Tell top three or five, but at the end of yeah. the day, what made Andy Reid special was the playbook, who's and the playbook ain't special no more. Who's 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 me, better than Andy no, Reid right now? Andy, bro, if you're going off of no, career just name alone, names. Just no, 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 just name names. Just am name I going names. like? Am I going like this just, season or career alone? Because yeah, yeah. if you're going right career now, alone, Bill Belichick, easy. I take Sean to, Payton, easy. I take. If I was just about to this say, season. Don't forget about my boy Sean down there in New Orleans. If we're going off this season alone, because this season alone. Go ahead. I'm taking Andy Reid over every single coach in the NFL today, right now, today. I'm taking him over Mike Tomlin. I'm taking I'm taking him over Sean Payton. I'm taking him over Bill Belichick. I'm taking him over what? a bunch of people. Yes, yes, to, today, yes. 
I don't get Listen, you can't fault the guy. Here's my problem. You can't fault him for having a good roster and then winning and then and then turn around and say whenever he doesn't win, you have the best roster in the NFL. Like you can't hold him accountable for having a good roster whenever they lose and then diss him whenever they win because he has a good roster. Oh. He put it together. And on top of that, he's still having to he's still Patrick Mahomes is a is a gunslinger. I mean, that that's not an easy type of quarterback to maintain and to keep under control he's got to find a way to get the ball to everybody on their team that that could go and start somewhere else so that they stay there so it, locker room isn't a thing do so i, I have, think Sean, I, have a question. I have a question so so other than the defense what's the problem in kansas city because i mean they can't they score dropped a the damn ball point. Point. they've got they six dropped the ball bowlers and they can't score a damn point no, listen 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 have you watched have you have y'all watched the game I'm yeah, sure you yeah, I, I watched, watched the I watched, I watched the, the football game, game on Sunday. Jordan Love versus the, the Kansas City Chiefs was the worst football game play. Maybe that Jacksonville Buffalo game was as bad as it was, but that <laughs> game was terrible to watch. Then I'll tell you this. Then you've seen then you've seen Miko Hardman drop a third and three that anybody in the league can catch. You've seen oh, okay. Tyreek not be able to beat his men like he has in the past. You've seen uh Travis Kelsey also drop passes. You've seen them not be able to run the ball because their top running back is out. Now, do is that on them? Partly, yeah. They need to run the ball more. When they were running the ball, they were getting seven, eight yards to carry, but they kind of abandoned that because that's not their style. Here's the problem with the Kansas City Chiefs. Teams has kind of caught on, mixed with, they're not executing as well as they should, as we all know they can. Ding, ding, ding. And so they're having to, in, in, the, in the middle of a season, have to change who they are, who they've been for the past three seasons. That's not easy. That's not hard. I mean, you know, that, that's supposed to be over a whole – Two, three seasons is change, change you. And they're having to do it in the middle of a season because everyone expects them to compete for a Super Bowl, which I still think they can. Their division, they're right there in the thick of their division. Yeah. Let's let's not act like their division is like the NFC East. And NFC the Chargers East is a are runaway. stumbling. I'll give you that. The Chargers are the, definitely stumbling. The AFC West is anybody's anybody's division. Yeah. And guess what? I think they've only played one or two, one or two division games. They've played the Chargers. That's it. They played one oh. game, one division game. And the thing about so, this season, I think it's going to get really exciting whenever it gets to the playoffs because this is a 17 game season. So I think once we get into the playoffs, it's really anybody's. Hey, let me tell you, you better anybody those, anybody. hit those. Looking at the Chiefs, go ahead. Looking at looking at the Chiefs, the rest of the Chiefs schedule, they play most most of it is AFC West teams, and I think they can win. The Raiders got Cowboys. huge question marks. Cowboys. Don't even get, don't even start on the Raiders. I think the Broncos, they should they should wipe the floor with the Broncos, at least one of those. Games. Whoa, 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 whoa. Calvin, I what do you think about that? I'm about to say, I wouldn't go into the business of barking up the Broncos as a free W. I just had that one bite me in the ass last week. Oh, so. Listen, I'm a Cowboys fan, too. Who, who are we talking? I mean, I, I was upset. But from where I think the Chiefs, you know, were at the beginning of the season, they've gone through their struggles. And even though they're not winning sexy like they used to, they're not getting big dubs. They've slowly, I think, started turning the ship around to where they can make a push, especially because they have so many division games left. If they win four of the last five division games they have, they're making the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. They, they might even be a wild card. And and tell me what team would want to play Pat Mahomes in the playoffs? Even I, if the, even if y'all are home and y'all are favored, nobody. Nobody wants to play Pat Mahomes in the playoffs, even if y'all are the one seed. So, listen – I finish it up here I, I do want to touch on that the Packers also have a top five defense in the league and I mean that, that's why they've won the games that they've won um, and especially that's why they beat Arizona and that's why that's why they made the game close with the Chiefs because the Packers can swarm to the football they cover really well they they disguise their covers really well I mean that's a really sound ran defense that well, out there that out there too we got to talk exactly about the that, fact that the one time Aaron Rodgers has had a top 10 defense in his career, the one time he won a Super Bowl. So uh, if history tells right. us anything, uh, it sounds like we're on a repeat course. Well, I hope I hope the Packers lose the next four games, and I hope that what's-his-name <laughs> is Aaron Rodgers is gone for the next four games because that's what he deserves because he lied to everybody. Listen, um, I want to get some more – I, I want to get some final thoughts from you two guys, um, and, and then we're going to wrap this up. So is there anything – that we did not touch on that you want to kind of just shout out a little bit. Um, the Titans getting on the Rams on Sunday night football. What do y'all yeah, think about bad. it? Oh. I mean, ugh, Stafford. I mean, we kind of touched on it on Monday, I actually. So yeah. we don't need to talk too much about it. But um, that that kind of makes me a little nervous for us playing the Titans this um 
this weekend. So mm-hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, for before you, we get out of here, um, I'm gonna go throw three that I like upsets on the weekend. Um, number one, I do like Mike Saints against the Titans this week. The Titans won a big Sunday night football uh, win over the weekend. And I think they're going to carry that into this weekend. I'm going to take Mike Saints. I'm going to give another one that the show's not going to like. I'm actually going to take the Carolina Panthers over the Cardinals this weekend. Money line's going to be real good to us there. I don't know what Kyler Murray's going to look like. Minus 10 and a half, Kelvin. Ding, ding, ding. I love it, love it, love it. And then the other one we're looking at is Sunday Night Football Chiefs Raiders. Watch for Oakland to make a big splash. Las Vegas to make a big splash on Sunday Night Football. Uh, my, my final thoughts to close out this uh, little session. First of all, thank y'all for having me on. Uh, it's been a pleasure. You'll be um, back. college basketball is back, boys. Um, yeah, I didn't realize yeah. how much I loved it. But college basketball is, is a great pastime in our in our uh, country, and there's a lot of teams that should be very excited um, for this upcoming season. And, and more importantly, fans are back in the stands. Yep. I know I went to a game last night, uh, Texas Tech against Northern Florida. And we had over 3,000 students show up against Northern Florida. Where is Northern Florida? I couldn't tell you. We had 3,000 of our students show up. And so for um, schools to have have the, the you know, stands packed again is, is something that I'm looking forward to. And I'm sure the players are as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's – listen, I, I agree with that. That was actually going to be my final take was college football or college <laughs> basketball is back, baby. And, and – I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wild, and obviously, tech is good at basketball, so you'll definitely be hearing about that from me on this podcast. Uh, for for everybody listening, uh, we're gonna have David back on here again sometime whenever his schedule allows it, um, and, and we're gonna we're gonna continue to go back and forth between all of us. Listen, if you haven't followed us on Twitter already, please go follow us on Twitter, go like our stuff, and then here's the most important thing: let us know what you like to hear and what you ding, don't. Ding ding. Uh, Like I said, a lot of people text me saying that they love this take and they didn't like this take or whatever. I love the constructive criticism. Um, It's good for us. It's good for the show. So uh, with that that being said, we will see you guys on Friday. Take care of yourself. Have a good rest of your week.